0: Hey guys, we are good to go now. I am so sorry about that, but it looks like most of you came back. So um, thanks for hanging tight with us on that. So anyway, without further ado, let's get started. We did this particular building blocks uh, about a month ago as our first one, and we didn't have Mike live. So I'm super excited that this time we have Mike Milner to talk all about, the various training programs within Eat2Perform, and also just to talk about training smarter. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, Let's see, there we go. So if you have not been on a Building Blocks call before, let me go a little bit over how this works. So, First of all, I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about ourselves, and then we are wanting some participation from you all. So what that means is we're gonna ask you some questions, have you share some things, Ed will have a prize for uh, one lucky individual who is commenting and asking questions at the end. Then we will get into our topic of the week and some Q&A. So, first of all, I always start with introductions just in case we have some new people here. I am Susie Glassman. I have been a coach with e 2 Perform since 2015. I have two kids. They're eight and six, so definitely a busy mom. And I think the thing I enjoy about coaching you all, and I said this last time, too, is just helping you guys see the bigger picture, so whether it's... um, You know, small victories, big victories, all of that. But I love coaching you guys to see um, what overall good health looks like. So, Ed, can you introduce yourself?
1: Sure. So I'm Coach Ed, and I've been an Eat to Perform coach since last year. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science. And the thing that I enjoy the most about coaching you guys is just helping you feel more comfortable in your skin and helping you achieve all of your goals um right. that's just a good short summary
0: all right perfect mike tell everybody about yourself
1: so i have been well
2: my name is mike milner i uh, have been with each perform as a coach on let's see it's been two years now um and i have done personal training and i've done group training and various nutrition and training certifications Um, And I pretty much am passionate about every aspect of health and wellness. So I love helping people through all areas of their respective journeys.
0: All right. Perfect. All right. So this is the part of the interactive side. The way that you interact with us is you use the raised hand icon and type a question. So you won't be able to see everybody else's questions, but Ed will Uh, read off comments as we go. So this phase, we really like to talk about some achievements that we've had during the past week, and it is not always about the scale. So I want you guys to think creatively, um, something that you can share with us about something that has gone well for you in the last week. So um, I already saw one pop up that was probably mine too. But I uh, am, I transitioned from part time to full time with each perform, which means my tax situation is very different for this year. So I just feel a very good sense of accomplishment that I um, was able to figure that out by the 17th of April. So, Ed, you got anything this week?
1: Uh I guess mine would be um if you guys ever heard of it maybe you haven't it's not a very popular exercise but it's called sissy squats um <laughs> they are not for sissies um they are very challenging and I've been working on that a lot um but it's very interesting maybe I'll post a video of that in um one of the pages for eat to perform so if you want to build up your legs sissy squats are they'll get your quads big
0: <laughs> Mike have you heard of those
1: I have yeah yeah definitely
0: <laughs> cool. Mike I'm gonna put you on the spot because you didn't know I was gonna ask you this but think of something that you can share too
2: oh I got a good accomplishment I um, survived my first week with my new puppy who's who was an eight-week-old rescue and um, no accidents in the house he's wow. been amazing. so so far so good
0: yeah that's fantastic. All right, Ed, I'm going to turn it over to you so you can read some of these off. Um, looks like we've got some great ones coming in.
1: Yeah. So I'm not seeing anything in questions or chat. So oh no, no, no.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: I am. So I can. <laughs> so Liz, I stole from you. You said you finished tax season, which is great. Uh, Keith A.M. just got your first pull up today. Nice. That is sweet i remember when i got my first one so um i know that takes a lot a lot of work so good job uh chris ran three miles for the first time in a year so mike when's the last time you ran three miles
2: (laughs) three miles probably (laughs) it's been about a year
0: so. (laughs) so there you go you and mike on the same page but that's great chris um, Christina, PR'd your front squat at 140 pounds for two reps. Um, that's right. awesome. Yeah, I'm right at about 130, so you are beating me. Vicky, um, listen to your body and slept instead of working out. I think that's cool. We're going to talk in a little bit about how that can help you train smarter as well. Danielle, starting week three of ETP, have hit all green macros since you started. Helping with your binge eating tendencies for sure. Yeah, one thing that we find is when you are um, properly fed, all of those um, cravings and urges go away and you don't have those episodes. So congrats on that. Okay, I'm going to read off a couple more. If you want to keep them coming in, that's cool. Uh, Janine says, last week was my final week of everything hurt which Mike will talk about, got my first three unassisted neutral grip pull-ups. Couldn't believe I did it. So after my workout, I tried again and got one more. I'm sure that makes you happy to hear that, Mike.
2: Absolutely. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. EH is a a fantastic program. Um, I'm looking forward to starting it out myself pretty soon. So, cool. Okay. So one more. Tracy, just phased out of fat loss. Yes. That is an accomplishment. I'm sure you're ready for some more food. And then, oh, Linda, I have to read yours because I know this feeling. So you said hubby usually takes the kids to school and he was out of town and you managed to get them to school. So (laughs) mad props to you because I know what that's like. All right. So now let's get into the meat of what we're going to talk about. First of all, before we turn it over to Mike, I'm just going to have Ed kind of go through what it means to be training for your goal. So this one is all you, Ed.
1: All right. So when you're training, obviously, if the goal is specifically performance based, maybe you want to be better at CrossFit, maybe you want to compete, um, then obviously you want to be doing a lot of Metcons and building up your um, weightlifting. Uh, power cleans or squat cleans or whatever it is. So obviously that's gonna be your main focus, but a lot of the times when people come to Eat to Perform, their goal is aesthetics, purely just to look better um, and feel more confident in their skin. And really the only way to do that is to really start incorporating some hypertrophy work, which is pretty much when you do an exercise and you do between eight to 12 repetitions for that exercise. I like to do either three up to five sets of between eight and 12 reps for all the accessory works, uh, all the accessory exercises, and accessory exercises are just when you isolate that one muscle group. And Mike's going to talk a little bit about uh, the mind and muscle connection later in this presentation. Uh, And that's going to be massive. That's so important to building muscle and seeing a lot of results. Um, It's a game changer. So when you do hypertrophy work, you're also increasing the muscle size, obviously, and that's going to speed up your metabolism, just make you look better, keep things tight and just have a better physique. And if your goal is strength or power, um, you really want to do some sort of progressive overloading principle, meaning pretty much just increase the weight every week on whatever lifts that you're trying to do. Um, but that's going to be the most important thing. But you could also see results by adding in hypertrophy work after that, like accessory like work that I was talking about earlier. If your goal is just overall health, then really you just you want to do a lot of everything, everything in fitness uh, from cardio to weight training to just body weight movements. But cardio training is going to be very beneficial for you. Um, it could help really reduce your resting heart rate. And that could be doing LIS, miss, or hit training. And list is low intensity steady state. Miss is moderate intensity steady state. And then hit is high interval or high intensity interval training. So there's benefits to all of those. Um, hit is great if you're really short on time, and, but it's a lot more taxing on your body. It takes longer for you to recover. It's very stressful on the body. So. You're going to need to take a little bit of time to recover from it. You could do list, which is kind of the opposite in terms of the impact. And it's just low intensity. So you're looking at just walking, for instance, and that's going to be very time consuming, though. But you recover really quickly. It's not very taxing on your central nervous system. You could do that pretty much daily. So that's the benefit of that. And then you could do training, which is kind of a combination of the two. It's somewhere in between, but you're getting the benefits of the two. And that's kind of the type of cardio that I do. I always go in between the two just because I want the best type of cardio. And I, I view that as the best because you get kind of uh, just a very good cardio session. So um, very, very beneficial. And we have a ton of really good training templates that can be found on our training page. But Mike has an awesome, awesome program coming out that I definitely want to talk to him about eventually uh, called Neurotype Training. And he's about to go over that with you. But before I hand it over to him, I just want you guys to go over. And if you're on Instagram, I highly, highly recommend you checking his page out. He's at ETP underscore Mike underscore Milner. He puts out incredible, incredible content for diet and nutrition one of the best pages that I've seen for that. So, I highly recommend you guys checking that out. Um, Susie or Mike, do you have anything you want to touch on before we send it over to Mike to talk?
0: Yeah, I just want to say part of the reason that that we talk about training smart and training for your goal. Um I think Ed gave some great examples of what to do, but I think sometimes the number one thing um for you guys to to realize is that you need to have a goal. So if your goal is aesthetics, that's going to look a little bit different than if your goal is strength increases. Right. Sometimes you're going to say, I have two goals. Um, yeah. And you might say, I'm going to work on this goal for a period of time. And then I'm going to work on this next goal. So work with your coaches to really understand what your particular goal is. because sometimes. Um, they, they kind of work against each other. So, Mike, you have any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think that is super important because a lot of times when you ask somebody what their goal is, it's everything all at once. I want to lose fat, build muscle, look better, you know, be healthy, all these things, and you kind of just are very general. Um, and I think getting, you know, it's always a balancing act. And so being able to understand All right, we're going to take this amount of time, we're going to focus on this goal as the primary focus, and then we're going to shift gears at this point. So helping to understand that, you know, your expectations matching up with what's realistic and kind of, you know, putting a game plan in place to take those goals. You know, there are times where you will see progress in multiple areas just as a byproduct, but really being specific about what is your main focus at this point in time. And that's what we're going to hit and and then shift gears when the time is right.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. Okay. So moving on, I want Mike to spend some time telling us about neurotype training, what that is. I know he's going to have another group coming up soon. So tell us what it's all about, Mike.
2: Yeah. So neurotype training, um, the next group will be starting in May. Um, there is an opt in link. Um, so for those of you who are not on that, um, you know, we can get that to you. Um, the current group right now is seeing incredible results. It's it's a really fun group. I mean, just aside from having the accountability and shared experience of everyone doing the same program at the same time, which is really cool, um, but just kind of learning about um, how we're kind of made up, like how we're wired. So neurotype basically refers to uh, your personality. It's the, the psychology of the individual. So, um, you know, we're really diving into kind of the brain chemistry and what that means for, for us as individuals. And we respond and kind of act certain ways. Um, and, and there's actually training techniques and methods and, um, you know, different strategies that fit each neurological profile. Um, and so the basic way, without getting you know too into the details, but um, a more simple, you know, simplified way of putting it is, we're finding what training method works best for what personality type. Um, and so that's the information that you'll get through the group. So there's the information side, and then there's also the training side. So I put together nine weeks of training that everybody goes through, and then. Along the way, I'll kind of teach you guys about what method works based on your per, or on your personality or your neurological profile, um, and it's a really really fun um, group to just kind of share a little bit about each other and learn, um, you know, what's been effective. And and um, you know, like I said, the, the results have been phenomenal with this first group, so I'm, I'm excited for the next one.
0: Is this how you do your own training, Mike?
2: Yep, so I've been doing neurotype training for one year now. Um, I got certified as a neurotype coach um, just about five, four or five months ago. Um, and I was immediately hooked when I started training this way just because the whole point is that if your training fits your personality, you're gonna enjoy it more, you're gonna be more motivated to train um, you know, it's just a different feeling to really have that excitement of, like, I can't wait to get back into the gym. And, you know, obviously there are some days where life happens and you, know, you just kind of have to get it done. But overall, when you look at, you know, just the motivation and the enjoyment of each session, um, it really changes the game because you know, it's all about consistency. We know that. Um, and so to have that added uh, motivation behind uh, training is really cool
0: well now do you have to be um fairly knowledgeable of the weight room to join up or can you be at a beginner level
1: yeah
2: so that's another really cool thing about the group is that we have people who basically were brand new to lifting um you know some advanced some intermediate uh so that you know with the group you have support from me uh, and we also have some other coaches in there and then all the other members so it is really um a super supportive um, experience, and atmosphere to to anybody. So um, I'll, you know, I've helped people. They'll send me videos to help correct form, or you know, work with modifications. We have some people who are just doing it at home. Some people who are doing it at their CrossFit gym. Some people who have, you know, their big box gym. Um, so it's it's pretty flexible. And then, like I said, I'll, you know, offer recommendations for how to modify or substitute or, you know, that sort of thing.
0: Cool. Ed, could, do you have any questions about this?
1: No, I think, I think it's really interesting. And I think a lot of people would definitely benefit from this. So if you're maybe training for aesthetics, but you're not really enjoying what you're doing, your cortisol levels are going to be high. And if your cortisol levels are high, that might mean that you can't lose body fat. Essentially, you're holding on to weight that you don't want to. So I think... I just think neurotype training is really, really cool, something that I definitely want to look into more, maybe even get certified sometime. So. Yeah,
2: it's definitely ah. Hormone, hormonal balance is something that we touch on. I did you know, a whole video uh, about cortisol, a whole video about insulin. Um, I touched on each of the different um, neurotypes and neurotransmitters that affect, um, you know, kind of our day-to-day stress. And um, and it's a big part of, you know, big piece of the equation. A lot of people overlook how important managing stress is. And, you know, I put it right at the top with, with sleep as kind of the two most important factors for our overall health. That's yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah, I would, yeah, definitely agree with that. So um, we'll take questions, obviously, on neurotype training uh, when we get to the Q&A section. I do think we should mention there is an additional cost for the program. Do you want to go over that real quick?
2: Yeah, so the the first group um, we did uh, 99.95 for the nine weeks, um, so that gets you the full training template. Which even if you're not able to run through it with the group, you have that for life. So anytime, so anybody who's in this current group, you know, can circle back through the nine weeks whenever they want. Um, um, we are working through some additional options to possibly get people the original nine weeks and then the second group. So, but Basically, the nine week program will be
0: um, 99 dollars Okay, cool. So, if you want to be in the next group or if you want more information uh, when the next group is going to come out, go ahead. I have the link here. It's just eat2perform.com slash neurotyping hyphen opt in. You're basically just providing your email address, you're not making a commitment. So, um, you know, if you are interested, you can do that. But then again, there are all types of different ways you can train so I'm also gonna have Mike this is taken directly from his Instagram page talk about what you want to be doing to optimize your training program. So Mike tell us what what you were um, what you liked about this message here
2: yeah so I think that it's just um, when you, there's a lot of different factors at play uh, when you talk about you know training for a specific sport, or training for a specific skill, or training for strength, or training for hypertrophy. We want to look at your frequency of training, uh, so how many sessions you're doing per week. Your intensity, which is basically like how close to maxing out are you um, when you're when you're training? Are you you know putting up hundred percent. Are you going to failure? Are you, you know, backing off and going 50 percent? So that's really going to be the, you know, when you're looking at intensity, that factor and then your overall volume. And the volume is just the amount of weight you're moving in a total session. So it would just essentially be your reps times set times weight um, would be the volume for a given exercise. Um, Ed touched on progressive overload. One of the best things, you know, to, to track that is you should be recording what you're doing each session. Um, and then you can either increase the weight for the same amount of reps, increase the amount of reps at the same amount of weight, increase sets. So you're looking at the total volume going up over time, um, you know, to progressively increase your strength. So that's just one um, thing to look at for for, for strength. Um, so basically, um, you know, looking at training for either a power skill specific or fat loss, um, you know, frequency is going to be fairly high, intensity is going to be pretty high and volume would be low. Um, so then when you look at, um, it, and it's interesting with, with fat loss, you know, a lot of people ask how to kind of dictate their training to get the best results. and And it's, you know, if there was just a blanket statement, then, you know, it'd be really easy, but obviously everybody's different. We're all unique. Um, so with, with fat loss, um, you really got to listen to your body because recovery is super important. We touched on managing stress and fat loss truly is about balancing the stress on your body. Um, training is a stress on your body. Lower intake is a stress on your body. So, um, you know, the training, one way to kind of manage that stress is to lower volume. Um, Another way is to lower the frequency. And then the third way would be to lower your intensity. So, um, you know, kind of playing around with those factors and seeing what feels right for you, um, making sure that you're working with your body and not against it. So it's, um, am I well rested? Uh, Am I, you know, do I have energy throughout the day? Do I feel like I can give enough effort throughout the session? And if, you don't feel that um, you know, you're able to do that and perform adequately, then we have to look at those three variables and and try to pull back in, in one of those ways. Um, let's see, so then if we move on, we talk about training for strength or muscle gain. Um, you're gonna increase your intensity and your volume in that scenario. Uh, so when you're trying to build muscle, um, one way is just to get stronger. Um, now getting stronger doesn't necessarily mean that you're building muscle, but oftentimes they do go hand in hand. So, um, increasing the intensity that you're lifting with. So giving maximum effort, um, for your session, increasing the amount of volume as we talked about. Um, and really with, um, hypertrophy, one of my favorite variables is to play with the frequency. Um, I, you, you do have to keep, again, keep recovery in mind. Um, I think it's, you know, it's funny how it's always been like a badge of honor to be like, I had the best workout. I couldn't even walk for three days. It was like, actually, that workout was pretty terrible. Um, because, it, you know, you you create damage in the gym, but, you know, you grow and you, you adapt to it when you're not in the gym and when you're resting. So um, if you're out for three days, you know, what good is that doing? Um, you know, if it was all about the, you know, killing yourself, and that was the best metric for a good session, then, you know, tried just going through a, um, you know, a brutal leg day, and then lay in bed for a week and see how much muscle you gain, you know, you're not going to really make much progress, versus feeling, you know, the, the training should make you feel better after you finish than, you know, before you started. So um, keep that in mind with with recovery. So, you know, use frequency as a tool. But if if you're feeling worn down and you're you're sore and you can't you know can't get out of bed, whatever, then um, you need to really look at those variables and make sure uh, that that we kind of pull back somewhere. Um, but I do like the training frequency um, as a uh, definite strategy for hypertrophy and aesthetics. Um, yeah, and I think that pretty much summarizes it.
0: Yeah, so talk a little bit about how your food intake goes along with each one of these different yeah. goals.
2: Yeah, yeah. So naturally, when you're on fat loss, your your intake is lower. Um, so recovery is going to be just a little bit off. Um, one of the things to uh, just try to find what what works best. I mean, I you know, there's meal timing is something that's not super important. A lot of people get hung up on it. So most important is hitting your overall targets each day. Um, But I do feel better when I have, you know, a pre-workout meal. Um, So I'll always have like my oatmeal with some protein and um, it just makes me feel a little bit more energetic going into the gym. So if I can prioritize that and then, you know, I'm generally pretty hungry after I you know, put in, you know, an hour to 90 minutes of work. And so um, I'll come home and um, I don't, you know, rush to slam down a protein shake, but um, I take my time and I make a nice post-workout meal. Um, So with fat loss, one of the things I like to do is still keep that in place, um, but maybe just play around with the quantity. Um, But again, it's, you're trying to kind of manage hunger and recovery. So it's uh, really about finding what fits best for your schedule and your lifestyle. Um, Then obviously when you're in recomp and you have some more food to play with, um, the intensity of your training can go up because you will be able to recover better with more food. Um, so you'll be able to just notice more energy and that you're able to kind of, you know, maximize the intensity of each session. Um, and then, uh, when my, you know, intake is higher, I'll actually push even more food pre and post workout. Um, again, just because that's, it makes me personally feel better. Um, that's not something that that really needs to be done. And then, um, you know, some, you know, something before bed can, can help, you know, some carbs before bed can help with, with sleep. Um, another, some, you know, something to play with.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, one other thing I was thinking of as you were going through this, uh, do you keep a workout journal? I don't think that enough people keep track of, there are different ways to change your volume or intensity. So I specifically will write down the weights I did, how many sets, and then the following week I could and the amount of time it took me to do them. So the following week I can do the same sets and the same uh, reps and the same weight. But if I do it faster then I have improved from the week before, or I can do it in the same amount of time, but up the weights. So is that something you recommend to people to actually write this stuff down?
2: Yes, definitely. You should always track um, pretty much every session should be tracked in some way, either with, you know, a notepad or, you know, you can buy an actual workout journal or, um, you know, there's plenty of apps out there that you can use or even just use the notes um, in your phone and just, you know, make a note of of what you're doing. Um, absolutely. Everything should be recorded.
0: Yeah, cool. And I think even if you're, you know, someone who does CrossFit style workouts, there are ways to track your improvement um, there too. But we're constantly looking for, um, you know, an adaptation response to what you're doing. So I think it's just important to know that if what you are doing, it should be getting better over time. And if it's not, you know, you look at something else. But Ed, do you have any comments?
1: No, I I use the notes uh, in my phone to journal my workouts, but definitely something that you should do. Otherwise you'll forget how much weight you did. You won't remember the rest periods you took on all of your sets and stuff. So it's definitely, definitely something you should be doing if you're not.
0: Yeah. Well, I use an app called FitBot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So for a long time I just used a notebook, but I wanted to make sure we covered that. And then here's something else that I think doesn't get talked about enough and thanks to Mike, I've started doing this. So talk to us a little bit about this mind-muscle connection.
2: Yeah, so the best way to describe mind-muscle connection is, um, you know, when you're doing an exercise, you should be focusing on the muscles that are supposed to be working. So um, an easy, an easy uh, example to use is everybody knows how to flex their bicep. So when you're doing a bicep curl, You should be contracting and flexing that muscle as hard as you can throughout the entire range of motion. Um, And you can actually think, you know, what am I trying to accomplish here? What muscle am I trying to work? Um, I heard something that resonated with me is that nobody has weak muscles. We just have muscles we don't connect well to. Um, And that's, you know, the bicep is an easy one to think of. But if I were to tell you to flex your lats, you might not be able to do that. You might not be able to contract them with, you know, like, okay, how do I contract my lats? Um, you know, so it's really being present for, for each exercise that you're doing and think, you know, which, what muscle am I trying to work here? And am I feeling it work? So we're not just moving weight through space. We're contracting muscles. And, and you know, it's something that takes practice. And, um, you know, if you're working, With a trainer, you might have to ask them, what what muscle am I supposed to be feeling here? You know, what is the goal of this exercise rather than just thinking, okay, how can I move this this weight from point A to point B? Um, And sometimes it means checking your ego at the door and and going lighter and, and really trying to feel that that muscle working.
0: You talked about maybe doing some counting in your head as you're doing the movements. What is that about?
2: Yeah. So just with with tempo, uh, one of the ways to really connect is um, through different tempo schemes with like slow eccentric. So for the lowering portion of an exercise, um, you know, that can help you really feel what muscle's supposed to be working. So if you again use the bicep curl, um, you're contracting, you're squeezing really hard at the top. And then let's say it's a three second eccentric um, so you're you're gonna you know count in your head to three seconds and really think i need to hold this contraction and continue flexing for the entire you know three seconds down um, you will you know feel a serious pump in your arms doing you know movements that way um, and it can just be really any movement if you slow down the you know eccentric portion or or even the concentric but um, i find that the the lowering or the eccentric gets um, accomplishes that a little bit better to to connect to that muscle you'll start to feel it working um, and and it's one of those things that just kind of clicks when when you get it and you're like okay, um, a lot of people, for example, have a hard time connecting to their glutes um, in certain movements but you know when you can really slow it down and then you feel that muscle working all of a sudden now you can squat more effectively you can deadlift more effectively and it improves um, all all the other you know, compound exercises that involve that muscle.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, most people would recognize I'm um, talking about the eccentric movement. If you're working on, we had a couple people get their chin ups or pull ups, you know, you hang at the top of the bar and then slowly come down. That's the same sort of movement pattern that Mike is talking about. Or if you've done like pause squats where you go down and then pause, it takes out that um, potential, you know, to go down and come right back up. So you're going to ask. Sit there, and then you really have to squeeze and use your muscles to get yourself back up, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do you think, Ed?
1: Yeah, I think um, this is probably the most important thing for building up whatever muscle group you want to. Um, you'll probably notice that you have a very, very good mind and muscle connection in your biggest muscle groups that you do have. Um tempo uh, pausing with like a two second pause on the contraction that's going to make you really really think about that muscle group but you really just want to focus on that isolated muscle and just squeeze it as hard as you possibly can like if I do a biceps curl with no weight and I really think about contracting it like I will it'll get a crazy pump it's just it's a, honestly a game changer I had a really good mind muscle connection with my chest and my back but not so much in my limbs. So my arms, I finally started understanding that like, all right, have to drop my ego. Like Mike says, lower the weight, just really focus on that contraction for arms. And I could tell you that I saw a massive, massive increase in like size and just everything. It's incredible. So there's one thing you really want to focus on is form and really, really focusing on that contraction of that muscle group that you want to build up.
0: Yeah, I agree. And if you're sitting here thinking like, oh, I just hate to lift weights or that's just not my thing, then I think maybe it's just, um, you know, something you should look into the neurotype because I do think that weight training can be fun. It just hasn't been fun for you yet. (laughs) So um, if you are um, someone who really likes the group classes, I think that's fine too. But I I find that to get the look that you're really wanting um, some dedicated strength work just has to fit into your program somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, um, there are ways to do this um, that aren't boring. And I think, you know, joining a group of like-minded people helps too. Um, Even if that's just joining the ETP training page and having people there to be supportive and and go through uh, what's worked for them. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea. So um, moving on, we still have this in here. This we we went over on the last time. And that's basically what I was getting at, making sure that if you are someone who's doing a lot of CrossFit, you consider some dedicated strength work. Some CrossFit gyms are really good at that. And they have strength um, and a dedicated strength program worked in the one I go to doesn't Really do strength. It's more about the the wads and the metcons and stuff like that. So I had to add in my own strength training. Um, that's up to you, and and obviously something you can talk to to us as your coaches about. Um, if you want to add in some additional cardio, I think that's great to have that cardiovascular health. Um, it builds your overall engine and your overall capacity to um, you know to perform in life in general. So I, I like to take a day, um, one day, sometimes two days a week where I'm just working on cardio. And then list is something that you just can do every day. So low intensity work, this is going to help you burn more calories throughout the day. So these are things like the steps, the cleaning your house, the playing with your kids, uh, you know, getting outdoors, washing the car. This is all the stuff that, um, Basically, when you're just not sitting there at a desk or sitting watching television, there are so many ways that you can up the amount of times that you are moving during the day. So I think this is important to focus on, too. Uh, Ed, is there anything else we want to talk about here?
1: Uh, I agree with everything you said. I think LIST is a very good tool um, to recover because you're circulating blood throughout the body more. Um, And it helps to get blood to the muscle groups to help uh, deliver nutrients and it'll help you recover. But you definitely don't want to be getting 15 or well, 15,000 is probably fine for steps. But we don't want to overdo it. Right. Because then you might be burning 3000 or more calories. um, And that's potentially uh, taking away from gaining muscle. And we certainly don't want to deplete muscle. That is very, very hard to do. Your metabolism kind of slows down a bit when you do a ton of that because it's relying more on walking all the time. So we definitely don't want to do too too much of it. Uh, but you know, if you're getting only two or three thousand steps a day, it's something we definitely want to work on because if we do get it around maybe eight to fifteen thousand steps in a day, it could really really help impact your body composition and help the scale stay stable when if you do get to the four or five or six hundred carb club. So
0: right. Mike, anything you want to point out here or
1: add? Yeah. Less one of the best tools
2: that we have, um, you know, my favorite thing is the 10 minute walk. So after every meal, so you should sit down, eat your meal. And then after each, after, after you finish, walk for 10 minutes, um, it'll, it's a way to get in steps. Um, and it actually is better than like, let's say you ate four meals. So doing four 10-minute walks um, has shown an, um, an advantage over, let's, of just like a 40-minute walk. So even though the time that you walk would be the same, doing the 10 minutes after each meal um, has more benefits because it will also help with your digestion. So you're, like Ed was talking about, absorbing nutrients more efficiently. Um, so that is one of the best, um, you know, life hacks, if you will, uh, to just walk 10 minutes after you eat. It's a great way to get steps in, um, you know. A lot of times people try to go like zero to 100 with their with their cardio or with their, you know, um, just overall activity. And really the first place to look is, you know, can I just add in a little more than I was doing before? So going from 8,000 steps to 10,000 or, you know, doing the 10-minute walk after each meal as a starting point and then, you know, see where that goes. And then, you know, we can assess from there.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I agree. It's interesting. I was listening to a podcast that was talking about some some recent research that shows that moving like ten minute walks four times a day is actually better for you than one forty minute walk um and then sitting the rest of the day. So it's exactly what Mike was saying, but now there's some research behind that that shows for your overall health and calorie burning potential that that more frequent movement throughout the day is actually better for you. And one thing I like to recommend, especially for people who are having trouble sleeping, um, if you're waking up during the middle of the night, sometimes your circadian rhythm is just off. So if you have a chance for that 10 minute walk after breakfast or even before breakfast, getting some sunlight directly into your retinas, into your eyes can help you reset that clock and for your body to then become more tired at night. So. That's another tip for you too. Uh, real quick, there are different training templates. Um, the only one of the templates on this list that is not free is the Pain Train. That is Dr. Brad's program. You can sign up for that. I think it's available off of the e 2 Perform website. But everything else here has been created for you guys to use, to share, um, and there is no additional cost for you. So I, I know we want to get to Q&A, and I don't want to go over too much. So, Mike, just briefly touch on um, the purpose behind uh, the different programs, and then we'll get into Q&A.
2: Yeah, so if you're looking to maximize your muscle gains, um, Everything Hurts would be the best program to, to do. Um, would recommend it on, um, you know, Recomp. When your intake is up higher and recovery is going to be better, um, you know, like I said, the goal is building muscle. So you kind of want to have – everything in line for that. Um, You can get away with it on fat loss, although I wouldn't recommend it, but if you were to try it on fat loss, you would definitely need to extend it out. So um, it's set up for like six days a week. Um, You'd probably want to dial it back to three days a week and finish the six days in two weeks instead of one. Um, If you're looking to kind of, you know, dial in the fat loss trainings, you know, if you're not really sure what to do, um, the Lean AF template would be, the best, um, you know, for fat loss because it kind of gives you that total body frequency, but you're going to be able to kind of manage the overall intensity, um, uh, and, and recover, you know, adequately while you're on fat loss. Uh, and then, um, there's basically some that kind of can go both ways. So the foundations template, um, you know, to help you kind of dial in aesthetics. And, you know, if you're trying to get leaner or if you're trying to build muscle, then that's a great program, you know, to really accomplish either one of those goals. Um, There's also a physique template that's out there, um, which is just a six week. It's kind of like a quick, you know, high volume, um, high rep type of program to get in some kind of like pump work and, um, you know, just kind of, get yourself looking good right before summer. Um, so that's another option there.
0: Cool. And I think the abs program is meant to be like an accessory, right?
2: The abs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. You can add that on to pretty much anything.
0: Yeah. The other question I get sometimes is, so say someone finishes, everything hurts. Can they do that again?
2: You can. So I would recommend doing like a little bit of a deload. Um, so kind of taking a week to either just dial back intensity or, um, you know, just kind of move to something else where you're not going six days a week for just just to kind of give your central nervous system a break, and then you can jump back into Everything Hurts.
0: Cool. All right. So we are going to start the Q&A portion of this. If you have to drop off, I totally understand. We do have a pair of shoes we're going to give away. So basically you go to Reebok, you pick the shoes you want, and then we um, I think we give you a code to do that. If I am wrong, Ed can correct me, (laughs) but you will get to pick out your own workout shoes from Reebok. So um, if you want to hang out for a chance at that, then please stay on. But I am going to start uh, here with Natasha. She says... How do you work on your endurance goal? She's been told by her coach that she needs to work on muscular endurance. Mike, any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, so really that's just going to be the kind of style of training. So, you know, more of like your Metcon style, more of your high intensity interval training. Um, You know, one of my favorite things for muscular endurance is kind of doing some like sprinting, um, sled work. Uh, You can, there's so many really cool modalities you can use with battle ropes and kettlebells and medicine balls and that's where you can kind of get into some of the circuits Um, but I like the sled because you can you know really get an all-out effort which it's pretty tough on most um, training modalities to go all out like even sprinting running is kind of an injury risk Um, so I like you know and and like battle ropes it's really tough to give like 100 percent maximum effort but I like Um, I like the sled, um, prowler pushes, uh, rowing, that sort of thing. Um, So and then even just with your regular training, um, you know, keeping rest intervals shorter, uh, that's that's definitely going to help.
0: Well, um, okay. so Melissa asked, does the neurotype training give you an individual training plan for your type?
2: The neurotype is a group, so it's one training program that everyone in the group does, Um, and then we go over kind of the principles of each neurotype, and um, it kind of gives you some ideas on what training methods will fit your neurotype. So I'm not writing a customized training plan for every single person in the group, but you will learn um, kind of what your, um, you know, what training style and methods kind of fit your neurotype, but the, the way that I design the program is to kind of fit all of the concepts into one, so you're getting something, it's kind of something for everybody, like, um, you know, the people in the current group um, are, are really loving it, there's not, uh, there's some parts that, you know, you're going to maybe not totally be, you know, in love with, but overall, um, it's an effective program for really everybody.
0: Cool. All right, so I think Andrea has a good question here. She says, I'm planning to start Everything Hurts on Monday. I don't want to completely give up CrossFit, though. Do you have any recommendations for how to incorporate the two together? My goal is to get stronger while trying to at least maintain the current level of cardio conditioning. that my, um, Not that my current level is great. Uh, it's just not my focus. So what about doing EH with CrossFit?
2: Yeah, so EH with CrossFit, um, Paul and I did a whole episode, uh, podcast on that. Um, really it's just about, um, again, we talk about recovery, uh, and then trying not to fit everything into one week. So, um, if you're going to do, let's say two days of CrossFit, then maybe you're doing three days of everything hurts and two days of CrossFit in that week. Um, you know, depending on where also your intake is at and, and how, you know, what your training level is, you could probably get away with, uh, four days, uh, three days and, of EH and three days of CrossFit or four and two. But um, at that point, we're probably pushing it a little bit. And you'd really have to be um, on the more advanced side and have your intake up pretty high. So um, I would start with a three, three days of EH, two days of CrossFit, start there, see how you feel, and then kind of, you know, go from there.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great suggestion. Ed, I know you did EH. Did you, were you completely... Just doing EH, or did you do anything else?
1: I just did EH. That, that'll crush you. So you could do the Everything Hurts remix um, if you're doing CrossFit. I definitely – that's what I would do. Um, but I was just doing the regular EH program, and that was that was rough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's true to its name. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Amy says, what is the difference between strength building and muscle building? That is a very good question. You want to take yes. that yeah.
2: Sure. Yeah. So strength, you can actually get stronger without increasing the size of your muscle. Um, you know, you can get stronger through technique. You can get stronger through um, just improvements in your your neurological, um, you know, capacity to handle weight. Um, so there's there's ways to improve strength with, um, you know, without your muscles actually getting bigger. Um, so a lot of times they do go hand in hand, but again. Um, it's kind of different. So um, training for hypertrophy and muscle size is going to be different where we're actually increasing the sizes of your individual muscle fibers. Um, and then strength is your ability to move greater weight uh, so you're able to lift heavier, which, again, they're they're separate sometimes, go hand in hand, but they are
1: kind of two different things.
0: Great. Right. Ed, do you have any comments on that?
1: yeah I just I think uh, Mike nailed it um but like yeah. for bench press, you might be getting stronger, but maybe you worked on your lats, so working on your lats could actually help improve your bench a little bit because you're able to lower the bar um, and control the weight better so um but yeah, like like you said, it's a neuromuscular adaptation, um and they almost do go hand in hand, but not necessarily,
0: okay, cool. So Liz says, will the links to these templates be sent out? They're actually available in the ETP training page if you just uh, search the files section. So that's a public group, so you should be able to join and then just check the file section. So Shay, are headaches common during fat loss?
2: Um, they shouldn't be. Uh, okay. So one of the things to look at with with headaches is your water intake and then also your sodium. I know you know, sometimes we'll mention, like, be conscious of your sodium, but that can also um, get too low. Uh, So one of the first things is hydration and sodium. I would look at if you're pretty low, then, um, you know, try and add a little more salt. That can definitely help the headaches. No, it should not be a normal thing. And then also sleep and stress will impact that as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely say look at your electrolytes. So you can buy some NUN, it's it's N-U-U-N or something at the store, and you can mix that in water Try, um, try adding some electrolytes and see if that helps your situation. So Tracy says she also does CrossFit and wants to improve strength. So which accessory program do you recommend? (laughs) Kind of like that's up to you, but Mike, what would you say?
2: So can you? It's CrossFit and wants to improve strength.
0: Yeah. So what accessory program?
2: Um. So foundations template or lean AF um, because it's kind of flexible with what you can do there and you'll still notice some some really solid strength gains um, and it has all the compound movements in there that that will kind of hit on what she's trying to accomplish.
0: Okay cool so Stephanie says is there a way to incorporate some CrossFit in a neurotype training?
2: Yes I do have a lot of people who are in the current group who who are doing um, the neurotype and CrossFit so I work with you know Like, I'm in there for support, so if anybody wants to kind of mix in a couple different modalities, then I'll give recommendations on how to make that happen.
0: Okay, cool. So Chris says he's a short-term, a short-distance triathlete, just started back, but I do need to still lift. So how do I schedule that out? I do triathlon training five to six days a week. So how much lifting?
2: Yeah. So when you're training for, you know, something like that, obviously that's going to be your priority. So you would want to keep that five to six days of, you know, your triathlon training in. And then I would start with two days of total body. So I would take the lean AF template, do the AB, you know, workouts. So you would do just two days a week and then see how your recovery is. If you, um, you don't want to sacrifice what you're training for. So, Um, But we do want to try and maintain the muscle mass while, you know, while cardio is a a bigger focus.
0: Okay, cool. So um, just sort of a one-off question from Polly. Is the neurotype training sent out as a Google Doc?
1: Um,
2: It is. uh, So it's basically, um, yeah, pretty much the whole template is sent out as a Google Doc.
0: Okay, cool. Um so Liz is looking for a good app to help track your workouts. I'm not sure that I can help so much with that. Um she thinks Fitbot is geared doesn't seem to be geared toward beginners. Um do you guys have any other thoughts on apps um where you can log your workouts?
2: Um I use Fitbot. I'm not actually not sure of any other ones that are sorry.
0: Ed, do you
1: know? No, I just use the notes, so I'm not I'm not too sure.
0: Not too tech savvy, but um, I guarantee either post that question in the training group or post it in the community group, and you'll get um, probably some really helpful answers there. So sorry that we aren't the um, experts on that. So Jordan says, can I complete the ultimate fast loss training with my regular CrossFit training? So I think we're getting a theme here, but um, the idea is that yes. Um, Correct, Mike, you can can incorporate those in.
2: Yep, definitely.
0: Yes. So where does uh this is Linda where to start from zero at home zero a good option have a bench adjustable and handy
2: So looking for an at home training program
0: Yeah what's the best place
2: Um I mean the really the one template that we have um the everything hurts remix uh, I would maybe start there because you don't need as much equipment and um I would probably extend that out. If you're pretty new, then I would start with doing three days a week of the EH Remix at home.
0: Yeah. I know there were some talks about um, doing a body weight program. Is that still in the, the cards?
2: Yeah. Yeah. that's definitely still in the works for sure. Um,
0: yeah. The, we'll, we'll be looking into like a body weight program too. That uh, when you don't have much equipment that you should be able to do that. Um, Okay, I'm going to start, if I, we're we're starting to run long. So if I skip your question or if we miss it, feel free to post in the group and we will um, answer it there. I just want to make sure that we can um, kind of get through uh, the majority of these. So let me see, I don't think there's a limit to how many people can sign your, sign up for Neurotype, right? Um,
2: I I will likely be capping the number. Um, And it will definitely sell out based on the first group. Um, So, yeah, when it opens up everyone who's on the email list, that's why we're doing the opt in now, because a lot of people from the last group didn't see the sign up link. And so, you know, I want to make sure everybody has a fair shot. And I um, just for my time, um, I'm going to be capping the number.
0: Yeah, it makes total sense. Um, Polly's talking about the mind-muscle connection. Is that outlined in neurotype training? I, I'm going to go ahead and answer this for Mike. I think that if you're wondering what muscle you should be feeling, that's something that you can bring up in the group, and we will respond. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, we're getting a lot of, like, so um, Jessica's asking what would be the best program to incorporate to gain muscle without giving up cardio kickboxing. Um, I think, I think you know, the ultimate fat loss is probably a good one or the foundational mm. ones. What do you think, Mike?
2: Yeah, yeah, either one of those would be totally fine. Um, you know, kickboxing is one of those things. It's a great, okay. um, a great yeah. cardio method, so um, it's not going to really... Interfere too much with you know what you're trying to accomplish from a muscle gaining standpoint. So any of those programs would be fine okay.
0: Cool, and then this question also finishing fat loss and focusing now on strength and muscle gain um, Do you want to consider muscle gain for macros or PR? I think um, mine would be Performance recomp muscle gain. You're really looking for weight gain uh, if you're someone who wants to keep the weight stable but look at, at building muscle, then I would go with performance recom. You have thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, Ed, any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think I think performance is probably your best bet.
0: Okay. Um, uh, Andrea says that listening to your puppy playing is brightening up her day. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's a little terror, but he's good.
0: <laughs> What's his name?
2: Name is Preston. He, um, I got all these now bite marks on my hand from this during this podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, So a few more questions we're going to take here. Tracy, how do you figure out like the muscle groups where your body isn't connecting? Like you said, some people don't connect well with their glutes. Um, Is that just a trial and error sort of thing? Uh,
2: So it's actually more so like you want to do some activation stuff. Um, You can do like band work is great. Um, So like glutes is an easy one to think about. Um, If you, aren't connecting well to your glutes during deadlifts or whatever, um, you know, hip thrusts, anything, um, do some, you know, lateral band walks, do some band adduction, abduction, kickbacks, uh, you know, just stuff that's more going to isolate that muscle and then kind of make it click that, okay, now I know how to contract this muscle and now I'm going to go perform this, you know, compound exercise. It's a little more complicated. It's not as isolated. So if there's, Um, you know, we can give recommendations like that in the training group, but if you're looking, uh, I would start with an isolation movement that kind of almost forces you to connect to that muscle that, you know, you have, you're, you're having trouble with.
0: Yeah, perfect. Uh, okay. So so Deborah, you're asking about recommendations on post-workout supplements or nutrition. I'm going to refer you to our last building blocks episode. We did, um, we talked with Dr. Brad all about, um, supplements and which ones are good for post-workout, pre-workout, that sort of thing. So I believe you can just search for building blocks and find it would have been episode three and run through that because it's a good one. And then last but not least, this last question I'm going to take from Kelly. Um, would you change anything for people over 50? I think it become recovery becomes more important, but Mike, uh, I'll let you answer. And then Ed, give me your thoughts on on over 50.
2: Um, yeah, so agreed on recovery. Um, again, it's it's a stress balance. So like you know, you kind of want to just see how you feel. We're we're just you know, you don't really need to change anything. You can still build muscle after 50. You can still train pretty hard. Um, but you know, it is it does become a recovery thing. So you know, again, all the signs that we talked about: Are you fatigued throughout the day? Are you sleeping well? Uh, how's your energy during your training? Are you sore? all those things to keep an eye on, then, you know, maybe if that's off, then we start to make adjustments.
0: Yeah. What do you say, Ed?
1: No, I completely agree. Yeah. Just the recovery piece is the most important part, but you really don't need to change anything else.
0: Yeah. There are definitely some, some jacked individuals over 50 years old, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys. I think this has been really awesome. Thank you, Mike, for yeah. joining us.
1: Thanks, yeah, thanks Mike.
0: Yeah, last but not least, uh, so I have a pair of shoes to give out, and Ed, Ed would normally announce the winner, but for some reason, he can't see who you are, so Ed will probably email you or contact you to get your email address and follow up with prizes there, but I am going to, let's see, I am going to give this one to Polly, Polly Clermont. You were very vocal and asked a lot of questions, so... Um, congratulations, Ad will get with you. Ed, it's poly, Polly, P O L L Y, last name Clermont, C L E R M O N T. All right, guys. Enjoy right. your
1: weekend.
0: You bye, guys. Okay, bye.